Hey guys, what's up? This is Chris Chavez, co-host of History Creeps, Hardly Kayfabe, and Chris and Anthony Just Can't Stop. Normally, you'd hear a bumper for the network right about now. Instead, I wanted to take a moment to ask a favor. If you've ever listened to many of our shows on the network, you've heard us talk about a place that has quickly established itself as a staple of downtown Buffalo over the past couple of years. Mizuta Chow's is a Japanese-themed bar-slash-restaurant-slash-retro-80s arcade that features amazing Japanese-inspired street food, top-shelf drinks, and a glittery pink staircase that has become one of Buffalo's most popular Instagram selfie destinations. Like many other establishments around the country, Mizuta Chow's was forced to shut their doors and lay off their staff when the COVID pandemic hit. At first, they didn't let that stop them from helping the community. For weeks, Johnny Chow and his partner Christy, along with a number of other Chow's employees, worked to feed essential workers on the front lines treating those affected by the virus. They organized pop-up drive through grocery supply stores for anyone who needed essential items. The crew at Mizuta Chow's has worked tirelessly to support the community during this rough time. Now, we here at the network want to help show our appreciation for an establishment that has proven what it means to be a neighbor in the 716. Recently, a GoFundMe was set up to try to raise money to help Mizuta Chow's pay employees, bills, and ensure that when it's safe to, they can open their doors to the good people of Buffalo and Western New York. I know things are rough everywhere, but if you are able to, please consider donating to the Mizuta Chow's Relief Fund on GoFundMe. Every bit helps. You can also find a link at bicbp-radio.com. Thanks for listening and supporting the network. Now on with your show. This call is being recorded. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Let's Talk But No Politics Okay. I am your host, Andrew Lenz, and today we are doing another kind of different thing. Last week we did our lovely introduction into Movie by Mags, but I'd like to talk about one of my favorite comedians in Ralphie May. Um, I've always enjoyed Ralphie May. There hasn't really been anything bad with Ralphie May. And today I'm going to bring in somebody that I think I introduced Ralphie May to him. And that's my good friend, Kevin Van Heiss. How are you doing, Kevin? I'm good. How about yourself? I'm not doing too bad. I'm excited for this topic because it's been a long time since we talked. And I like the comedic stylings of Ralphie May. And it also brings back some good memories, Be I think, between me and you as well. It definitely does. Ralphie, yeah, like you said in your intro, Ralphie was one you introduced me to. I just I just started listening to him kind of again because, you know, I get a little hectic with my life. I got three kids and everything else. And as the world kind of slows down for me, you know, I started listening to him. And what I found most intriguing about him is he says a lot of PC stuff, but in a way he says it with such a good heart. Oh, definitely. He's, he's definitely got the heart of anyone. I mean, you listen to his stuff. I mean, he's real down to earth. I mean, anybody you can, you take whatever he says and it, it hits everyone. It it does. I mean, I think if you, a lot of the stuff that I listen to over and some of my favorites, they're hilarious, but also they have such a great 
underlining meaning. And that's what I love the most about it. Um, my, uh, I'm, my favorite is, I'm going to say it, is Rusty the Retired, where he talks about his friend Rusty. <laughs> it's great because that's probably the funny, that's probably the one I laugh at the most because, like, you know, pers- personally, I can relate to how he, what he's saying and how he goes about and just the background <laughs> of where he's getting the things that he says with Rusty. Yes, I, that's, it was one of, I mean, <laughs> what got to me was is that he talked about him and he said that he treated him like just anybody else. He wasn't somebody they pitied. He was their friend. He was their buddy. And the fact that he came out and he was like, they asked him and he was like, oh, I'm retarded. He's like, oh, I'm Methodist. Okay, must be the same thing. Just the simplicity of that made me laugh. Right, because they were kids and they had no idea the difference. And, you know, then as they grew up, they realized, oh, you know. (laughs) And then he turned all that around on him, too, where they talk about the football you know, he was yeah, like, the football he was always prepared. I always had a help. <laughs> I I love that. I don't know why it's it's my favorite. Um, it's it, I think it's because, like I said, it's such it's so politically incorrect, but yet is coming from such a great place that you can laugh, but you have such a great message with with it, and that's right. That's one thing that I loved. And like you said, he related to everybody. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, you could, you could take any one of his, you know, his standups that he did anywhere, or even any of his, I don't know if you've watched any with the, I mean, having kids, it's tough to sit there and watch a Netflix, you know, special on them or something, but. I, I have years, years ago. I mean, I've only listened to a couple of things and it was, it brought back a lot of good memories. I know one that I think we listened to con- constantly was the Cuba diving, the open oh, waters, God. open waters and black movie theaters. Yes. Just the, <laughs> the endless, endless laughter that he said he could have in a black movie theater. And it and it's true, and it's so true that it's just the things that were said and everything he said about you know where you know looking back and everything you know looking back at him because I'm white I know white people that have done that and I'm like you don't do that oh, yeah you don't no or. You know how he stands up there, and he'll be like, "All right, now find your closest minority." Yeah, that way, you, <laughs> that way you know you can laugh. You know, that's. I mean, that, those were some of the greatest, greatest things. Um, he never. I mean, just the way that he talked about everybody, and he also one thing too is he. I love it when he talked about his weight. That he would always say oh, he could have. Yeah, he could have cared less that he was fat. You know, he would make fun of himself. He would, you know, just let it all go. Like, he didn't have a care in the world. 
I love it when he talked about his wife and that he married way above where he should have. And his friends would always say stuff about his wife calling him fat. And he's like, they're like, you should say something to her. And he's like, no, she's let me have sex with her. We're good. We're good. Yeah. Oh, he, he was just, he was a, he was a just awesome comedian. The one about the, uh, where he talks about jerking off. You know the ketchup bottle, oh, and ketchup bottle, salt and pepper shaker, Kawasaki dirt bike, and he just starts making all this stuff. I mean, this was—I listen to a lot of comedians, but I feel like this is one comedian that I could put in front of any one of my friends, and they would have so much fun with it. And he loved pushing the envelope. Another one of my favorites is where he was talking about being on Celebrity Fit Club, and he saw Rachel Ray make the uh, chocolate Trinity layer cake <clears throat> and he was upset that nobody told him about there being a white chocolate cake and he was like as a fat person I should have got an email or something you know comes in. <laughs> right <laughs> should, he should know about all the chocolates or all the candy and any food that's out there because he says he's just should be a fat club email yeah, it's, I do you have any like outstanding ones that you saw? The ones that we just kind of mentioned right now. Oh, I mean, he's there's so many, but I um the best ones he has. Any any of the ones that he he hate. I mean, not so much hates on. He just he loves to go after Mexicans. Oh yeah. And like the best line that he, that I love that he goes after him with, is that if you ever forget a Mexican's name, all you have to do is look at their necklace. <laughs> that, that, see that? <laughs> that is a wacky. That, <laughs> I know what of my favorite. Know? I know one of my favorite, another one that I was, I, I forgot about. And then I started listening to it just recently before we did this. I've never done acid. I've known people that have. Oh, so from the, I, you, where, I know. Where, are you going to talk about the one where he says it's, it's not just for, that it can only take one, even for us big guys. Yes. But when he just talks about having no phobias, and he's like, my one friend that was afraid of heights was like, I'm gonna, I'm, we're gonna do acid. And he was like, you ain't. And he was like, he was like, why? He was like, cause you're afraid of heights. He was like, but this is a single, single story house. What could happen? He was like, okay, it's anywhere in your house where it goes from carpet to linoleum. Carpet to linoleum. Yep. And he's, and he's like, in the kitchen. Why? And he was like, okay, you're gonna do a little bit. He's like, and then it's going to get late in the night, and you're going to remember you got some good-ass orange drink in the refrigerator that gives you superpowers, and you want to go fight crime. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my goodness. But you always got to have a safety safe. Yes, the safety safe was hilarious. We're about the plant trying to eat his friend. The plant in the corner? Yeah. And that if you put a blanket over him, <laughs> don't put a blanket yep. over him that the plant can penetrate the blanket because that's just what plants cannot do and it's a safety safe. And he's in the safety safe. The couch is always a safety safe. Always a safety safe. He <laughs> this was 
I mean, have you ever seen? I've only seen the clip. Have you seen him do Otis the Mailman? He did a movie called For the Money, for the for the love of money, and I've seen it circling around Facebook. And he plays Otis the Mailman, and he just and he's Ralphie May, and he's in like he's in this black no, neighborhood. Oh, <laughs> check out the clip. And he's in a black neighborhood, and he's just being Ralphie May. They're making fun of him for being fat. He's going back at him. He talks about how he looks through people's mail and everything else. <laughs> it's 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 really great, and it, it's so funny because he comes from just this little small town, and everything else that he just no. can do. I I just feel like. Like I, I'm gonna keep on repeating. The guy has a great message for everything he does and everything he says, and and he's he makes he just makes fun of everybody. And that's oh yeah, what, I mean he doesn't he doesn't just pick on one person or one race. He'll he'll go after each and every race just as hard as the next. Oh yeah, or just every person, you know. I just. I mean that he's probably the first one too for me and why he stands out is he's he stood out because he was politically incorrect he was funny and he was kind of like one of the first comedians that I ever kind of saw do that in a way so he was pretty awesome he's not my favorite but I would definitely say he's probably in my top five if I need a good laugh I know I can always turn to Ralphie May Right. Oh yeah. We did a we did a lot a lot a lot of Ralphie May. I mean, the guy even I performed. Mean, all... Yeah. The guy performed at the gathering of the Juggalos in 2012. So, how much more diverse can you get? <laughs> I. I mean. <laughs> I've I've tried to keep up with keep up with them and everything else. And whenever there was something new, I always try to listen to it. Right. Well, yeah, we always found time to listen I mean, to it too. Yeah, that is true. We were we YouTube Mondays helped a lot at work. Well, when you're coming <laughs> in at so oh, dark thirty in the morning, you love that statement. If. <laughs> If anybody wonders where I get half of my material, it is from my old work. I got movies by mags and everything else. We we live the podcast. We live the podcast there. Oh, my. those were good times. Uh, he, I was kind of saddened to see he died, but once again, that was one of his kind of his jokes where he said if he if he dropped uh, dead, he always on stage, had one foot. I always said he had one foot, one foot in the grave, the other on a banana peel. Yep. <laughs> and he, I loved it when he go. You would be. He's like, you wouldn't be shocked. You'd be sad, but you wouldn't be shocked. And so that's kind of how I felt. Like I, I mean, I was shocked, but I didn't want to feel shock. I felt kind of sad because I mean, I didn't know the guy personally, but he was right. He was pretty awesome in my book. He was funny. He made me laugh constantly. I mean, oh, I don't definitely. know. I don't know who he I didn't. I mean, if 
if there was somebody that watched him and didn't laugh, I don't know. There had to be something super wrong with him because I definitely think everyone would at least laugh at something he had. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's... And he didn't... I listened to a lot of comedians. Um, well, I did listen to a lot of comedians um, because I worked in an office and I was bored and it was the only way to really keep me entertained. And he was one that I found that his old stuff was just as good as his new stuff. And it just seemed to get better and better and better. And it didn't fall off. I noticed a lot of comedians, they fall off. Um, Dane cook. I felt he fell yeah, off. He only had, yeah. He did. He only had that big stunt, you know, with the Kool-Aid man, you know, that was like his biggest, you know? Yeah. And then, um, Jim Jeffries, when he came out with his second one, I don't know if you're aware of him when he or his second or his I've third. Heard a little CP, bit of him, but... Yeah, his last one he did was absolutely horrible. But Ralphie May, I always felt like he could sustain anything. He was he he had the thing with being a comedian where he he could tell a joke, but he did a great job job telling the story as well with behind the joke. Yes. And that's what I think a lot of comedians need to do. Um, I mean, if the guy probably wasn't as big as he was, he probably would have done a lot more in movies. I don't know if he ever had aspirations for that, but he was, he was funny. I mean, just constantly funny. If you want, if you, when you, when we're done here, go watch, go find it on YouTube. He plays Otis, the mailman. And he just gives it right back. Like if he was doing one of his stand-ups. <laughs> they call him a fat bastard, white boy and everything else. And, you know, that's, and that's, and that's what he kind of went off of. And he, I always, he's just funny. I mean, He will. He definitely will be missed, and everything else. I, I loved everything. I loved everything that he probably came out with. I don't think there was anything where I was like, "Ooh, he went a little bit too far." I think he just went far enough to push the envelope, but not to go over the envelope. Like I said, he. Right. The, yeah. I mean, just some of the certain things. I mean. There are certain things that, yeah, he definitely pushed the envelope with, like, especially, I don't remember, I don't know if you remember, like, the uh, the monkey knuckle. Yes. Oh, my goodness. I was trying to find that With one. his kid? Yep. Like, <laughs> like, some people would find that pushing all limits. The, that <laughs> big old monkey knuckle and his son just grabs it. <laughs> reaching for it i love that one with the what were they doing i love the kids walking in the mall or something i love the kids names april june may and august may (laughs) oh that was another great one is his three enemies of fat people 
and he definitely defended. I think he defended fat people the best on this one. I'm a larger person myself. I'm not. But he said everybody thinks salad is an enemy of fat people. But he said, no, we love salad. Salads are delicious. We, we have no problem. And he talked about wicker furniture. And I hate wicker furniture and i think i can't remember the other two i just listened to it but i just remember wicker furniture and thinking to myself this guy is straight up 100 percent true i hate wicker furniture he's spot on because i ain't no small fry myself and yeah that wicker furniture or that uh me personally i find that like webbing that plastic web chair you know like your oh. grandparents or your aunts and uncles used to have Mm-hmm. With just the aluminum frame, worst thing ever yep. designed for a bigger person. And all it all he says is that he gets mad because it's all broken when he's done, and his ass looks like a honey baked ham. <laughs> <laughs> this is what a, he was. He. He was on. I th- yeah, he was on the last comic standing, and I don't even think he won that. Which he did no. That's where he, no. He did. He did win. He did win. Okay. He won last comic stand. Yeah, because I actually just watched that. Yeah, I just watched where like how it, you know where he started in it, and it's funny you brought that up because when I was watching it, it was where he was in the house. I don't know with a couple other comic comedians, and they decided they were going to play hide and seek, and they said Ralphie was it. And he told them no. But then they told him, Ralphie, all you got to do is count to seven. And he was like, all right. Now, if you've ever watched, I don't know, did you watch, have you watched it at all? No. No, so they have one of the other comedians, only one went and hid because they were like, they were playing a prank on him. So the one went and hid. He was like hiding for an hour. Finally comes down and like, Freaks out on them all because Ralphie's just sitting in the fucking corner <laughs> laughing because he's just, you know, and the guy, the guy comes out and goes, well, I figured I was going to have a chance because, you know, I hid in the theater, which was on the full story of the house on the other end of the house. So I figured I had time against Ralphie. And he just was like, eh, well, I just sat here. <laughs> <laughs> Because he wasn't going to play to begin with until they told him all he had to do was count to seven. It's kind of how like I felt. I was playing hide-and-go-seek with my kids this weekend, and uh, my one son's not as fast as the other. So I had my one son pinned, and I made a deal with him. And I was like, listen, I'll pretend like I let you go is if you give up your brother the next round. And I don't know whether... I was happy because he did it or a little annoyed because he gave up his brother so quick, <laughs> but he did. Right, and, I still, right. and I still didn't catch him. I was pissed. <laughs> I did sleep good that night. I did sleep good that night. I slept very good, but he, he did a, I mean, he had a bunch of different, discographies from he just recently looked like i was checking out his website it looks like he just recently came out with something even though he's been passed away for the past or passed away three years ago 
but he's always he's a definitely 100 one of my go-to comedians whenever i need a laugh and if i just want a good hear a good story like a um my, my the rusty the retard one i let my son listen to that and i did turn down when it got to the masturbation part on the on the um, in the classroom yes yes he did <laughs> in the back of the classroom yeah i started listening to some of the stuff with my kids and it started out really good and then all of a sudden it was like whoop we can't listen to this anymore so <laughs> But he listened to it and he thought it was funny, but I made sure after I was done, I said, did you get anything out of that? You know, he didn't treat this kid any other different than any of his friends or anything else. And actually the part that he laughed the hardest at was when he was talking about, yeah, yeah, but not him drinking it was when Ralphie was like, Rusty, Rusty, you got to give me the milkshake. You, you You get a brain freeze from the milkshake. And he's like, uh-uh, you just want it because you're fat. And my son lost, <laughs> just lost it at that point. And I felt I felt good about it because he wasn't laughing at Rusty. He was, la- he was laughing because he was making fun of Ralphie being fat. Which right. I, I, <laughs> you, you people get what I'm saying. But I love it how he tricked them. He tricked them and getting his shitty McDonald's. hard. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's great. He that 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 probably hands down is probably one of my favorite. I would have to put it in the in the top two. That one, open water. Um, listening about the cake was always great. Uh, monkey knuckle. The Cuban coffee. You got to oh tell my, me that oh. one. Oh, I forgot all that about one. That has one has got to be about that one's got to be up there. It's definitely up there for me because I mean, obviously, I mean, I don't get any more, but you don't, I don't know if you really get it either. Tim Hortons anymore. I it's got to be it. killing. Like, right. I, well, no, because now that we moved away and we don't get to Tim Hortons, right. when we do go back, it's like crack. No, to Western New York, it tastes weird. Yeah. Yeah, like, I definitely thought the same thing too when I went when I went back up there it not too tastes, long ago and I got some and it definitely doesn't taste the same. No, it's like the whole the only good one is you gotta go um now we're on Tim Horton's coffee, but this is very important. The only one that tasted the same as I could remember is uh the one over by Ollie's. On Niagara Falls Boulevard, that tasted the same. And then there's one in Syracuse. Our closest piece of Western New York to where we live here in Binghamton yeah. is in Syracuse because there's like an actual tops and stuff like that. Right. And we found a Delta Sonic with a Tim Hortons in it. And that Tim Hortons coffee is really good. So sometimes it might work out to take an hour drive to Syracuse just to get a cup of coffee. <laughs> we haven't done it recently, but there has been times. But the Cuban coffee, back to that, the Cuban coffee is great because anybody that doesn't know, Cuban coffee comes in a little tiny cup and it's like straight espresso and he just drinks. He was so surprised by it. 
because he didn't he wasn't expecting he like he he asked for it you know and it comes out in the the little cup and I can't remember the guy's name that he said that he, I think he's like Raul or something calls back over and told him he wanted a large <laughs> and he just drinks it like it's regular coffee and that is like the biggest no-no in the world did you talk about Cuban sandwiches on that one too? Uh, no. The only thing he mentions about a Cuban sandwich is when he says he makes the Cuban sandwich in his triple diffuser when he smokes he when he wake and bakes on the back porch when his wife goes with the dogs and the kids. That's right. Oh, that was good too when he his wife dropped the kids off because her friend's dog his had a seizure. Dog had a heart attack. <laughs> and he's and he's sitting there baked out of his mind watching Spongebob with his kids and his kids don't even know the difference I could only imagine that oh my goodness just sitting there I couldn't I do it I couldn't I couldn't watch I can't watch Spongebob can never watch Spongebob Spongebob I'm so done with Spongebob I, mean, I can watch Spongebob but I don't I'm think I can watch my kid high in my case, my kids are getting older, and it might actually help. So they, they watch themselves. No, they fight constantly. It's a brawl for all. Mm. Last night, I woke up to, uh, out of a dead sleep, I woke up to my oldest son yelling because my oldest son went, went into his bedroom and punched him in the eye while he was playing video games. So I woke up to that. That's that's my huh. life. I thought they were all, you know, starting to chill out and everything else. And then all of a sudden I heard, ah! And I get up and I'm like, what? what's going on? And he goes, he punched me in my eye. I was like, weren't you in your room? He was like, yeah, he just walked in here and punched me in my eye. I think there was more to it. It's oh, like, they're had to have been. It's like pulling <clears throat> teeth with these two. It's like it, I feel like a cop, and I can't get a straight answer. There's <laughs> like oh. 90, there's like ninety different sides to the story, but I mean that's that's pretty much Ralphie May in a nutshell. He he was just a great comedian. I suggest anybody that. Um, love stand-up comedy or just loves funny storytelling, go check him out. Uh, he's on Spotify. He, As you mentioned, Kevin, he has Netflix specials. Um, it, actually, I would suggest watching him on Netflix if you could because he does really great. He's very animated. He's one of those comedians that very animated. Where if you can see- especially, especially when you, you bring up you know deep water. Yeah, the shark. Yeah, I. Jellyfish. Barracuda. Barracuda. Just, it, just yeah, definitely animates it up it, and lets it, you know that. He, it's like uh, Kevin Hart. I didn't believe it about Kevin Hart either. That people say he's a lot better when you watch him than when you listen to him. 
And that's, I feel the same way about Ralphie May. Unless you've seen it before and then listened to it, then it's not as good because you get a lot of pauses because very, very animated. Oh, yeah. But that would be it for Ralphie May. You got anything else that you want to bring up? Ralphie? <laughs> yeah. Not, I mean,. No, I'm pretty sure we touched just about every basis of him. I mean, like you said, he he'll go after any race. I mean, he's he's come at just about everybody. I mean, gay, black, white, straight, Asian. I mean, he doesn't. <laughs> he has no judgment for who you are, and he'll make fun of you. I mean, oh, that's the one when he talks about gay people and how oh, he went gay. to the gay wedding. I, I don't see I don't remember that one. I do remember his friend Gay Tony where he talks about having a gay guy is the best wingman cuz he talks about if somebody gives you a pill and it's like a viking or something you have a couple of drinks at a party and you pass out how many of your friends are going to try and bang your bang your girlfriend. He's like all of them. He's like but if you got a gay guy with you and you pass out at a party, he's like your girl comes your girl ends up being hotter when you wake up and even more bangable because what did they do? They had a makeover. <laughs> you gave friends like <laughs> we gave her some makeup, some highlights, some lowlights, and everything else. That was and I believe that was pretty accurately true in my book. Yeah, I mean, well, gay Tony, that's what he has him in his phone as, but that's the guy that he go that's the wedding he goes to. Oh, okay. So I probably didn't finish it all the way. Yeah, and then he takes because <laughs> he takes his kids to the wedding, and there's I guess you know how weddings start out and you know crap like that. Well, he says he talks about how there's a a seven foot transvestite on the stage, <laughs> and his five year old you know talks tries to mimic his you know his words, calls it a transvestite or something, you know, <laughs> and then. It's funny that you, because um, they go to the reception, and he says, "If you can't get to the wedding, always go to a gay person, gay wedding reception, because they go all out." And you know, he sits down at the table with his wife, and there's three set, there's three different pills on the table. You know, and his wife asks what they are or whatever, and if they're gonna take them, and he goes, "Well, yeah, we're gonna take them. The gay <laughs> drugs are the best drugs." <laughs> See, that's the. It just always comes back to it. Like I notice, a, like I said, there's a lot of comedians. They're politically incorrect, but they're just so. They seem a little bit vicious about it. Where he was politically incorrect, but he didn't want it. He wanted to go to the line, not go, but not go over the line, but also have a good story behind it. Yeah, and he definitely did. He, I mean, you know. And he, he was right about it all, you know, even when he came out with the the just correct, you know, his show, you know, his CD is just correct. And he's right. He was right about all of it because, you know, everyone is a blank American now. Yes. You know? Yeah. Yeah, he was. He. I know I definitely miss what go you know just everything that goes on 
with you know waiting for a new comedy special for him right now the only guy that i actually get excited for when i see a new comedy special from is bill blair i never actually watched anything from him i've watched uh i watched coven hearts um i would love to do one on uh, talk about bill blair the best thing to do is if you watch him um he reminds would probably remind you a lot of me from work. He's very oh, high. Sh- he's very high strung. He gets kind of neurotic in each way. Um, he's another guy where you, he gets a little animated and he just, he just tells you how it is and how he feels it is. And it could be different. Um, one joke. A lot of people are probably getting into him right now is one of his, he said he needed, that they just wanted another plague where we just got rid of the weak and the strong stayed around, which a lot of people are making memes out of now with Bill Blair. So I suggest checking him out. I think I saw the meme actually. Yeah. He's, he's definitely, he's definitely great. All right though here. So there's Ralphie May. uh, And I'd like to thank Kevin for doing this with me and re- rekindling some memories here and talking about some different things. I know we got off topic a couple of times, but that's why we call it Let's Talk. <laughs> so um, <laughs> thank you, Kevin, for coming on. And I just want to let everybody know that uh, starting Monday, I will be releasing a nice a boy brand boy band bracket tournament that's monday 11th that will that will start and we will have a boy band episode may uh may 24th yes may 24th i had a chuck may 24th is where we're gonna have a boy band episode <laughs> i have a special guest for that one as well his name is Anthony Mullen from Vinyl Dimer, Vinyl Divers. So once again, thank you, Kevin, for coming on the show. It's been great. We got to do this again. Oh, definitely. Thanks for having me. No problem. And to all my listeners out there, thank you once again. Uh, had another great month of listening. And like always, a nice Truman Show ending. And good morning, good afternoon, and good night.